Hey there, powerful soul. Welcome to volume two of the Grow Through It podcast. I'm your host, Cassandra Austin McDonald. Here on the Grow Through It podcast, I share personal stories and the stories of others as we are growing through the journey of creating the life, love, and legacy of our dreams our way. Tune in as you may feel inspired to evolve into the best version of yourself. Hey there, powerful soul. Welcome back to another episode here on the Grow Through It podcast. I'm your host, Cassandra Austin McDonald. And today I want to share with you all a story from when my son was shifting from being a a baby to a toddler. I think he was already a toddler at the time, but I've been really thinking about this story lately because my son just celebrated his 20th birthday. And so he has officially transitioned out of his teen years and is headed into manhood. And it has had me all of my feels, (laughs) of course. However, I was driving one day and I thought of this story of this time when he was a toddler around a birthday he had, and I have not thought about this in so long. Oh my gosh, I was thinking it must be meant for me to share with you because it literally came across my mind on this drive and I was like, okay, how shall I share this? Initially, I thought I was gonna do a live stream and I was like, you know what? Let me come here and share on the podcast. This feels like a more intimate setting, if you will. And yeah, I felt led to share it here. So when my son was young, his father and I split. And when I say young, he was a baby. And I remember there was a time when he was turning three or four I can't remember which age. I want to say he was turning three. That's what feels more accurate. But I remember he was turning three. And at the time I was working at the same daycare that he was going to. Yes, I was one of those mamas. I wanted my eyes on my baby. Okay. (laughs) And I got a discount because I was a, a student at the university and it was a daycare affiliated with the university. And then I got another discount because I was also an employee there. So I, I was I was taking advantage of all the discounts that I could because I was, you know, doing the whole single mom thing. And at the time, unfortunately, I was the sole financial provider. And I was pretty much living check to check at that time. Like it was intense. And when I say check to check, I don't even mean like there is a little bit left over after each check. I mean each check is gone before it gets here. And it was a very stressful time in my life, extremely stressful because everything was dependent on me. Daycare bill, uh, living expenses, uh, vehicle expenses, food. Uh, if you, I think he was wearing those trainers, you know what I'm talking about? The They're not pampers, but they're also like some tor- training pants, I think for, you know, potty training. I mean, it was, I, I believe it was around that time. There was just so many expenses. And I remember I was drowning in credit card debt at the time. I had maxed out all sorts of credit cards to buy what I needed for him because I, I was the only one and I was living on hardly anything. And 
his birthday came around. And I remember I was going to work this day. I don't think his birthday had come yet, but I remember I was feeling the weight of what am I gonna do? My son's birthday is coming and I'm not gonna get paid until after his birthday. And birthdays have always been a really big deal, you know, for me. I believe in honoring and celebrating people while they're still here. I'm, I'm really big on that. I believe that you should show your affection and your love and your care for the people that you claim you care about while they're still here on this planet. And birthdays are one of the ways I believe is a great way to do that. And I remember I went to work this time and I was feeling heartbroken because I didn't even have the money to buy my son a birthday cake. And I felt so depressed and down and I felt like the worst mom in the, in the world. I felt so awful inside and it must have been covering my entire countenance. My face must have just looked awful because I remember one of my colleagues at the time asked me, was everything okay? Have you ever had one of those moments where someone asks you, are you okay? Or is everything okay? And you had not been asked that and the floodgates just open. That was one of those moments for me. You know, I was hustling my butt off, trying to make ends meet, knew nothing about financial management or anything like that at the time, because no one taught me and I was basically white knuckling it and going through the hard knocks of life and learning things through the school of hard knocks. And it was one of those moments where the moment my coworker asked me, is everything okay? I just burst into tears. I just burst into tears. I had been holding that in. I was feeling so defeated. And I, and I just said, I just feel like the worst mom on the planet. And they were surprised. It was another teacher in there as well. There's two other teachers in there at the daycare. And they were the type of women that felt safe. They were the type of women that almost felt like the elders, the mentors, like they felt safe, you know? And I was just sharing with them that like, I just felt like a terrible mom. Like I couldn't even buy my son a birthday cake and his birthday was coming and I just felt awful and like, what kind of mom am I, you know? And they were like, oh my gosh, you're like the, the best mom. Like you're working at the school your son goes to just so you can stay close to him, just so you can make sure he's okay. Like, you know, and they were just pouring into me. And later that day, one of the women pulled me to the side when, when we were by ourselves and no one else was around. And she said, I wanna share something with you. She said, I, I've done this before and so I don't want you to feel like this is a bad thing. I've done this before and God is putting it on my heart to do this for you, but I would love to take you to the store to buy whatever it is you wanted to get your son for his birthday. And she said, it would be my honor. And I just burst into tears because at the time I was living completely away from anyone I knew. My son's father had already moved across the country. I was basically feeling all alone in the world. And it was one of those moments in my life where I felt like God heard me, you know, like God heard me and I didn't even really pray to buy my son a birthday cake. I, he just heard my heart. And this woman, we went to the store and, you know, 
bought my son a birthday cake and I was trying to be modest at the time and she was like, no, what did you want to get him? And I'll never forget that as long as I live. And it's one of the reasons why I always said that becoming wealthy was such a big desire of mine because I want to be one of the ones that give back in that way all the time. Like I have such a big vision for wealth, you know, domestic violence homes and scholarships and business grants for black girls and uh, helping single moms out, you know, and I think that's why it's so important to remember the times where somebody reached back and helped you so that when you are in a position to give back, you can. And I'll never forget that as long as I live that I felt the lowest of lows in my life. I didn't know who to tell because I didn't really have a support system. And this woman was like an angel in my life. And I remember I felt so grateful to see my son's face when he saw his cake and, you know, I wrapped his presents and it was just, it was such a blessing in that season of my life. And I remember I thought to myself, I will never be in a position like this again, where I can't even buy my son a birthday cake and a birthday gift. And it really put me into the mindset after that about the importance of really starting to look at money differently. You know, at the time I looked at money as just a means to an end. I looked at money like it was one of those things that you needed in life, but I didn't know anything else about it. And it wasn't long after that, that I got the courage to start small. You know, I started first looking at all the credit cards I'd had accumulated and the daycare debt that I had accumulated. You know, I had owed money with the daycare because my son's father at the time said he was going to pay it. He never did. And so I had this debt that was accumulating. And the first thing I wanted to do was to figure out, well, how do I get rid of this debt? You know, and I had the courage to just look at it. And I remember the feelings I felt in my body at the time, the shame, the embarrassment. It felt cringy and uncomfortable, but I still had the courage to look anyway. And it was by doing that, that I was able to eventually pay off all those debts and begin a new relationship with money. I started to begin a new relationship with money and it started really slowly. You know, I remember when I said, okay, now that I've paid off all this debt, I want to start saving. And I was like, well, I can save $25 a paycheck. I'm going to start there. And soon it just started to grow and grow and grow. And eventually I had gotten to the point where I had saved over $25,000. And that's around the time that I started to invest in myself in personal development and healing and mindset and all the, all the work I've been doing these last several years. And it was all as a result of being a broken and broke single mom who just got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And although I 
have not accumulated the wealth I desire yet. And I have not made the money I desire yet. I have experienced some of the most extraordinary financial breakthroughs, miracles and abundance in my entire life because of those brave and courageous acts I made in my early 20s when I didn't even know what to do because I had no guidance. I had no one telling me what to do. The only guidance I had was my inner GPS, which I often say your God placement system, my, my inner guidance supporting me, leading me, guiding me, telling me, okay, let's start a new journey with, with your relationship with money. And I wish what I knew back then, what I know now about somatic embodiment. You know, I remember the feelings I felt in my body, the visceral reactions I was having in my body to understanding that my relationship with money was just not great. And at the time, I didn't have the tools I have now. I just had my courage. I just had guts. I had tenacity, which are all great. They're all fantastic. However, I believe that if I would have also coupled that with the somatic tools that I have been using and embodied and trained and certified in the last several years, I have no idea where I could have been by now. Because oftentimes it's the visceral reactions we're having in our body that feed the negative disempowering thoughts in our mind. And the negative disempowering thoughts I was having in my mind about, oh, I'm not a good mom, I'm a terrible mom, were all because I was having these disempowering feelings in my body about money. And it wasn't until I started this approach of healing somatically, healing my nervous system, healing the wounding, the lack, the scarcity, any experiences I've had that were preventing me from creating everything I've ever wanted. When I started healing from a somatic level, the kind of freedom I have experienced has been absolutely extraordinary, absolutely extraordinary. And it's interesting because, you know, two decades later with my son turning 20 and now in his third year of college and, you know, we went for lunch for his birthday and, I asked him what he wanted and he shared it with me and just to be able to have that conversation with him and he doesn't want much. He's such a, he's a very simple, content young man. And I'm so deeply honored to be his mother and to go from the feelings of I'm a terrible mom to now feeling like I have raised one of the most incredibly conscious, aware, healthy, masculine young men I've ever encountered in my entire life. I feel like I am one of the most extraordinary mothers on this planet. And I know that I have that feeling inside of my body because of the somatic tools that I've used on my journey to heal. And what I'm excited about is that tomorrow, August 8th, I am co-hosting a money workshop with one of my colleagues, a financial expert, Christine Lucan. We're hosting the Treasures Beyond Your Emotional Money Triggers Workshop. And I'm gonna be sharing two somatic tools inside of that workshop that have supported not only myself, but also clients in changing and shifting their relationship with money on a somatic cellular level. Our body holds so much 
And when we can learn how to get inside of our cells of our body and rewire the patterns of the experiences we've had, that is how you position yourself and align yourself to create everything you've ever wanted. And so this is something you're interested in. I'll put a link in the show notes so you can join us. I am also still accepting participants for the whole new woman unleash the magnetic woman within retreat that's being held October 5th through the 9th in Treasure Island, Florida. And I'm going to be sharing a whole lot, not just somatic tools, but I'm going to share with you the mindset shifting protocols that I use, the rewiring uh, protocols that I use, some really powerful, powerful tools that will really empower you, equip you, enlighten you even to become the woman who's creating everything you've ever desired and more. And so if that's something you're interested in, I'll also put a link in the show notes. But I, I hope that this brief story of me sharing, you know, how I went from this single mom who couldn't even figure my ish out when it came to money to now teaching a money workshop. <laughs> I hope this inspires you because it's been a long time coming. You know, I, I've, I've worked with quite a few people in my career so far and behind the scenes have made some beautiful connections with people in my industry. And I've often been asked like, when are you going to talk about healing your relationship with money? And I'm talking about it now. And I'm quite sure this is actually just the beginning because I have a lot of stories that I have not shared stories from many years ago and stories that I am living through currently. And when God releases me to share, even the stories I'm living through currently, I know they're going to blow your mind and they're going to set so many women free. And I cannot wait to share the miracles that were made manifest on the back end. I'm looking forward to connecting with you next time. Take care now. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please make sure to subscribe, like, share, and leave your review for the podcast. To learn more, go to www.cassandraaustin.com.